0: So This is Women's Leadership Success, and in our last episode, our guest David Garfinkel told us about how leaders use story to influence, inspire, and persuade, but today the topic is more personal, namely, how to use stories in your personal business life. David Garfinkel is the author of the number one bestseller, The Persuasion Story Code, And he's back with us today to talk about how to use this kind of story to apply for a job, sell a new idea, and a lot more. Best of all, David says anyone can tell persuasion stories because they are not that different from how we already speak in conversations.
1: Welcome to Women's Leadership Podcast. Showing you how to influence people, improve your performance, and advance your career. Brought to you by women's leadership and career expert, Sabrina Brom, and womensleadershipsuccess.com. Here's your chance to meet women trendsetters leading the way to success, accomplishment, and balance in business and life. No matter if you're a manager, CEO, or entrepreneur. Join Sabrina for coaching and no-nonsense advice to improve your career and bottom line.
0: Welcome, David.
1: Thank you, Sabrina.
0: And um, I just want to say, to start with, I really enjoyed your book. And one of the things that you mentioned to me offline, I, I'd just like to ask you: How long have you been thinking about writing this book and the ideas that you've come up with?
2: Well, um, I, I would say forty-five years ago, I took a playwriting class in New York City when I was working as a journalist. Uh-huh. Never worked as a screenwriter or playwright or a uh, novelist but um and I've been studying it ever since and I've been thinking about it all through my journalism career and the m- largest part of my career was in persuasion you know as an advertising copywriter and a coach mm-hmm. and um so long time uh 40 years and then of course the last 8 months uh, getting this book ready Course, I thought it'd be done in three, but you know, twice as long and twice as expensive, and you know, um, so I've I've been thinking about it intensively a lot.
0: Why is this different than so many books out there? I mean, that's my experience, but why is this different? What made you want to get your point across here? What's different about it?
2: Well, I I realized, you know, a lot of people had created a shrine to the hero's journey which is something Joseph Campbell um, started. I don't think he set up the shrine, but he certainly didn't discourage it when Bill Moyers was interviewing him on PBS. And then Hollywood has said that. And then there are a lot of these really narrow-minded people who are saying, you know, in persuasion, in business, in advertising, the only story that works is a hero's journey even though those actual words is a are a different kind of story which i identify in my book i mean they're they're hypocrites without even realizing it you know and 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 the fact is the hero's journey describes what a complicated deeply personally meaningful um movie or novel or play or video game um That might be the skeleton or the underlying structure of that, but it's not how we talk in everyday life, certainly not in business, certainly not with our families. You know, I mean, maybe when we sit around the campfire and somebody tells a long story, it might be a hero's journey story, but most of the time it's not what we do. So I realized no one was saying this and people were being given really bad information and I thought someone's got to stand up and correct the situation. Why not me?
0: Yes, and you did a great job. Thank you. So how will a persuasion story help someone achieve their personal goals?
2: Okay, so I'm going to start with a premise. And the premise is that you are mainly responsible for achieving your own goals. That is, in the beginning, you have to be the spark and the fuel. Initially, it's got to come from you. It's, a lot of people get sidetracked by trying to achieve someone else's goals or try to achieve something that they think they're supposed to, but they don't really want. But let's get that part out of the way. Um, that's a really a different conversation. So, when you want to do it, when you're the spark and the fuel, initially. That's just the first part. Then things change. It's sort of the Tom Sawyer effect. You know, you start painting the fence, eventually people are going to come around and then say, hey, what are you doing? Hey, can I, can I have a turn at painting the fence? And so at some point, and this point usually comes after you've got momentum and commitment to the goal, then people want to help you. But They may not know how to help you, or they may only be open to it. They still need to be persuaded. Mm -hmm. And so what you say to them at that point can make all the difference. If someone wants to help you and they want to do exactly what you had in mind or exactly what you need, great, but life doesn't always work that way. Mm -hmm. Sometimes they want to help you in a way that you don't want. So how do you gently guide them to helping you in the way that you do want in a way that, you know, will work better, that you'll feel better about mm-hmm. more than what they initially had in mind? So a persuasion story will work much better than an argument or or simply a, a blunt request. No, don't um, do this. do that.
0: Can you give us a definition again of a persuasion story? So what what I'm so I'm going to apply for a job. And I want to persuade them. So what are the elements that I need in the persuasion story?
2: Well, okay. So in a situation like that, so the definition of a persuasion story is a story that upon hearing it, someone is more willing to agree to something. And that something might be respect being open, curiosity. So you you need to kind of have some objectives. Um, The idea with persuasion stories is that each one is a step on the path to a yes. And sometimes you're only one step away and one step is all you need. But just as often, there are a few steps you have to take. Let's say you're applying for a director job and the hiring manager says, well, why do you think you're the best person for this job? Mm-hmm. Or some other standard interview question. And so maybe the standard response is you mentally take out your resume and you recite a list of degrees and certifications and accomplishments. But that's kind of silly, really, right? I mean, they've already read that on your LinkedIn page or your resume or your application. Right. Uh, what might work much better would be a personal origin story. I cover four types of origin stories in the book. One that would work really well in a job interview situation is the qualifications track record story, where you're giving some of the same information, but you're doing it in a story. You're weaving together two or three intriguing highlights from your past that show that the person can visualize, they can experience it as you're telling it that you have performed in an unusually impressive way under difficult circumstances. Or maybe if you're applying for a job where there's a lot of creativity involved, you could tell a discovery story about how you discovered skills, techniques, or approaches that particularly pertain to the job you're applying. Or let's say, okay, everyone who has held held the job that you're applying for before has held An engineering degree, but you have a degree in history. And maybe your interviewer brings that up as a possible disqualification. What you could do is tell what we call a story about something new or unfamiliar, particularly about how your background helped you in a previous job where you were the only person with that degree, and it allowed you to see and implement things that improve conditions for your employer that no one else could see because they were looking at it more in the standard way of their training from their profession. By telling this kind of story, you reassure your interviewer that your new or unfamiliar qualifications might actually be a better fit for the job mm-hmm. that they're offering.
0: I like it. And the other thing that as I'm listening to you, I'm realizing that to do a good job at this, Besides reading your book, I need to practice and make sure I've got this down before I go to the interview that you really want to have your story. You want to know your story well.
2: I, I want to tell you a story um, about one of my clients who is off the charts in the results he gets. He's a marketing guy, and he has taken simple assignments and turned them into perpetual income streams for his entrepreneur clients. Mm-hmm. but he didn't think much of it and he wasn't getting paid quite as well as he should be and so i had him put together a chart why they asked you for why did you do what are the results and then the fourth step turn that into a story and he's he's got like 15 of them he 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 did 3 of them he just sent me an email today and he said he would just got in the phone with somebody and he realizes that actually formulating this into a story was much more impressive and much more impactful. So, yeah, you don't you don't have to memorize it like you're playing Hamlet or Othello, but you need to sort of have it at the tip of your tongue like you're talking in normal conversation.
0: Hello, dear friends and fellow Women's Leadership Success podcast followers. It's Sabrina here, and I'm reaching out with an opportunity close to my heart, the Impact Executive Leadership Mastermind. You've been with me on this incredible journey through the podcast, and now I'd like to invite you to take the next step with me. Imagine being part of an exclusive community of like-minded, accomplished executives your personal board of directors, where we encourage trust, transparency, and psychological safety. In this mastermind, you'll uncover your true passions, exchange transformative ideas with high achievers, learn to speak up with self-confidence, and engage in continuous learning. Your influence and job satisfaction will soar to new heights. But this isn't just about us. It's also about giving back. As a member, you'll contribute to the future of leadership through giving back sessions for tomorrow's leaders. As a token of appreciation for your podcast support, as one of our founding members, you'll have access to over 3,000 in additional leadership and career development resources, plus invaluable networking and direct exchanges with your fellow Mastermind members. Let's make this journey together. Don't hesitate. This is your chance to elevate your leadership, enrich your career, and continue our shared mission of empowering leaders. Connect and contact me, Sabrina Bram, Executive Coach, on LinkedIn to schedule a chat to see if our Impact Executive Leadership Mastermind is a good fit for you now. And be sure to let me know if you're a subscriber for a special additional bonus. Together, we'll create a future where your success and fellow Mastermind members knows no bounds. Well, I love that story. And I'm wondering if you can tell us a story about someone who had a, a product or a service that used a persuasion story.
2: In, to to do what or in what context?
0: Um. Uh, so they're trying to sell an idea or a product or, or a service. How how did they use a persuasion story? OK,
2: um, I, I can't think of of an actual example, but if you want to give me a product or a service, I'll show you how to do it.
0: OK, so um, let me. So I, let's say I'm selling uh, Frisbees. Then how would I do that? What would I what would I do to sell that frisbee? How would I sell the idea with a persuasion story?
2: Um, so, are you are you selling frisbees on the street? Or are you selling them uh, wholesale to wholesale?
0: Wholesale, wholesale. I'm into the big money here.
2: Okay, and so what's different about your frisbees than the frisbees they already have in, in stock?
0: They just they just uh, fly through the air better.
2: Okay, good.
0: They're so, easier to hold and the the colors are gorgeous.
2: Okay. So, I mean, you you might go into the buyer for Target or the outdoor store or the the party store, or the fun and game store and say, you know, um when when our our team first came up with this, I I wasn't too impressed. So, I took it on a family picnic and um my <laughs> daughter, who is 8, said Ew, this doesn't look like the frisbee we usually play with dad it's really pretty but it doesn't seem right and i said okay and i walked about 30 feet away i said just wing it at me and it had this beautiful arc and she said daddy i like this better
0: <laughs> great that's wonderful okay so uh, what gets in the way of people thinking that they can tell an effective story?
2: Um, well, I think the biggest problem is what I would call the cult of the storyteller. <laughs> we, we have a couple of major industries, Hollywood and fiction book publishing, uh-huh. where, where you have the best people in the world hawking their wares. And those are the stories that we consume. And somehow people have been led to believe that if they're not as good at writing or telling stories as these people, as Stephen King or David E. Kelly or um, I don't know who who else, um, who's the guy who did Billions? I can't think of his name right now. You know, um, then they're not worthy of telling stories at all. But it's not a fair comparison. I mean, you don't have to be Vanessa Williams to play tennis. Right. I mean,
0: right.
2: you know, plus, well, people don't play tennis all the time. People tell stories all the time. It's in our nature. It's just how we roll as humans. Uh-huh. So, so the reality is you don't have to be a professional storyteller to tell an effective persuasion story. You just need to be human. And the good news is all of us qualify for that. I think. Yeah.
0: And, 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 all of us have lots of stories in us. No matter who you are, you've had experiences that could be interesting to other people.
2: That's absolutely right. And uh one reason people don't do it is they don't quite know how to tell a story. They don't know what goes in it. Um that's something I tried to address in the book. I wanted to give people not only an example of the story, but tips and hints on how exactly to, um, uh, put your story together and and what, what to look for.
0: Right. You have easy steps that you do in order to make the story work really well.
2: I do. I do. That's, that's one thing I learned to do a a, a while ago. And I think it's, it's one of, one of the unique things I do when I teach, um, um, that I'm really able to break it down into tangible steps that non-experts can understand and use.
0: Beautiful. So if someone's skeptical about an idea that you're trying to convince them about, what kind of persuasion story would help you build trust and get your ideas accepted?
2: Okay, so there are a lot of good persuasion stories you can use. but, But I think one of the best for convincing a skeptical person is a case study. Now, when you hear the term case study, you might be thinking about, you know, a white paper or some elaborate detailed study of what you have to recite. with lots of references and data. No, that's not the kind of case study I'm talking about here. A persuasion story case study is much simpler. If you have documented proof or anecdotal evidence that your idea will work and you have discovered what the result your idea will provide is that will be of interest to the person you're talking about, you can put together a case study this way. It's simply a listing Of events in story format, a situation where something needed fixing or needed to happen, then events that unfolded, followed by the result you got. Now, when you tell these in a narrative fashion, the same way you would tell a friend about a trip to a new town. And everything is based on facts, it becomes very compelling.
0: Can you give us an example?
2: Um. Well, there's one in my book. I don't remember all the details, but this guy, he he did some kind of online training.
0: Okay.
2: And um, he was running ads on Facebook, and he was spending all this money and not filling up the classes. And so he went to a marketing consultant, and... The marketing consultant is very analytical, almost had x-ray vision, and he found out there was nothing wrong with the Facebook ads. They were performing fine. There was something wrong inside his funnel process. I I don't remember exactly what it was, but it was something that was not be obvious even to most experts. So the consultant fixed that, and now this guy can't turn on his ads for more than two days because it keeps filling up his classes. That's a case study.
0: Beautiful. So what's the most important things to remember when telling a good persuasion story?
2: Okay. So uh, first thing is remember that your story is personal. It's a communication between you and a person or people that you're talking to. And this may sound obvious, Or pointless to mention but it's not a lot of people check out mentally and emotionally when they're talking and that robs the story of its power so you want to stay connected to who you're talking to when you're telling the story the second thing to remember is remember your objective if it's an origin story your objective might be to make your listener aware of the events that led up to the present moment If it's a reassurance story, your objective might be to reassure your listener, ease their doubts and their worries. Tell your story with your objective in mind. It will make a difference. And finally, it'd be a good idea to work out your story in advance and then boil it down to the most concise conversational format that you can and practice it a few times. Let it become familiar. Let it become a part of you. But remember, when you tell it, it needs to come across like you're having a conversation, not repeating something that you memorized.
0: So, David, give us some ways we can put these ideas into action.
2: Okay. So here's some action steps for you. One, make a list of recurring situations, things that happen over and over again, and upcoming events, something you're keenly aware of in the future, where you could benefit from using a good persuasion story. Two, from that list, pick one recurring situation in your life and one upcoming event where a persuasion story could come in handy. Three, for the situation and event, write out a description of how it's going now and how you'd like it to go. Put together a persuasion story to get you to where how you'd like it to go. If you'd like further guidance and examples, get my book on Amazon, The Persuasion Story Code.
0: That's beautiful. I want to thank you so much for coming on the show today. It's been very uh informative, exciting, and I'm looking forward to changing my stories so that I can persuade people better. Thank you so much, David.
2: Ah, you're welcome. Thank you, Sabrina.
0: Wait, keep listening. If you like this show and want to learn more on how to be a transformational leader, I have a special offer for you and a gift in just a moment. Thanks for following me on LinkedIn where you can get more leadership tips from me. And also, I really appreciate you sharing, liking, and giving me a review in Apple Podcasts or your favorite podcast platform. Remember, if you consider yourself a current or future high-potential executive, that wants to have influence, impact, and radically increase your income, I invite you to reach out to me on my contact page on womensleadershipsuccess.com so we can connect. Lastly, be sure and check out my Action for Traction for this episode in the show notes at womensleadershipsuccess.com. You will get three easy but powerful steps you can take immediately plus some downloadable articles and videos based on this interview to help you truly be a transformational leader. Bye for now. See you soon.
1: Thank you for joining your host, Sabrina Brahm, on another Women's Leadership Podcast. If you have questions or comments, you can email her at sabrina at